What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David, St. Clair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. There we go. This meeting is being recorded. Jeez, technology is on my side. Jeez. All right. And action. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. You are now tuned in. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the St. Clair Speak Show, guys. I am sitting here with a special guest. Now, I actually met this guest through a networking and connecting app called Shaper. I talk about this, guys, in the Hustle Hub Academy. If you guys are not in this academy, you're missing out on meeting like-minded individuals. Now, guys, I have the honor to introduce to you guys Thaddeus Long to everyone. Thaddeus, how are we doing today? You know what? It's a beautiful day, man. It's a great day to be great. It's a great day to be great. That's what I'm talking about. It's a great day to be great. Um, you know, for the people, you know, t- tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, your culture, and what do you do for a living? Yeah, man. So um, I'm 22 years old and, um, you know, traditionally Vietnamese, you know, my, that, that's my nationality. And honestly, my story is just the beginning, man. Um, the ba- basically, how I like to say it is like, I'm a college dropout when one year of college that didn't really work out for me because I was always, I always had the entrepreneurial kick, right? But I didn't feel like the business route in terms of the school and then the school system, plus going to corporate did not, did not appeal to me at all. So honestly, after leaving college and leaving university, I was like, I was just lost in the sauce, to be honest. Um, for one year, I was just coasting. I didn't really know where I wanted to go. It wasn't until I met some phenomenal people through networking apps and I, was, I realized that environment is more important than hereditary. Mm. So that being said, I, I didn't know any, I didn't have any business skills. I didn't have any social skills to begin with. But what I did realize was I needed to be surrounded by people who did so that I can just pick their brains and I can just learn from them. And that's what I did. And, you know, I joined, um, I joined this group called TEN. It's a, it's a group that's partnered up with a network marketing company. And all we're doing now is providing value as we're rebounding from, you know, this whole COVID situation and, you know, just trying to provide value moving forward to the end of 2020 and into 2021. Uh, Powerful. I mean, you know, you touched on something definitely towards the end. I think networking and connecting is extremely powerful with COVID. So what are you seeing on your end? You know, you're in the business of networking and connecting. Has things in like ramped up as far as networking or people coming to you as far as this, hey, I don't know how to network? No, I mean, to answer your question there, um, my social media platforms itself has really blown up because obviously we can't go outside. We can't, you know, shake up, shake hands anymore. So, you know, Instagram DMs has definitely been open. It's yeah. not ladies, you know, a, a lot of guys are like, hey, bro, what, what have you been up to? Um, you know, people who have known me from the past have been like, yo, I see you keep positive spirits, man. Um, tell me more, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So, you know, it, it's been a great way to reconnect with old friends, m- more so, as well as, you know, just reaching out to the people in the community 
because all you have to do really is go to your, um, let's say Instagram, for example, go to your explore page, go to the location tab, type in your local city and just go through that feed. And then you can just shoot them a DM like, hey, I'm just trying to provide value here. Things are being crazy. Um, I'm usually the type of person that wants to go out, meet people, meet new people, and then, um, you know, just provide value. But since we can't do that, I, I figured why not just share um, each other's perspective via, you know, online. Yeah. For the last, you know, couple months now. And um, things have been definitely unique, though. Yeah. I, I could, you know what? I think that's, I think, I can't even say I think. I know the power of networking and connecting firsthand. I would not be in the position I'm in today without networking and who you know is always just as important. And, you know, just putting yourself out there goes a long way. So when I actually reached out, when we actually matched, we met on uh, Shaper. And when we kind of like, when we like, we matched instantly and we both had the same energy. Let's connect, let's work, let's do something instantly. So it shows. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this right now, what he's talking about, we're actually doing it because that's how we met. So as far as just like, you know, business, you know, we're seeing, you know, America, you know, slowly open back up, except for, you know, Arizona, Florida, Texas, you know, we got the COVID, we got riots, we got business, there's a lot going on in business, there's, we're not going back to normal, right? So as far as just the solo entrepreneur, you're, you're at home, you don't know what to do and, 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 and how to build, what are some, some three things you would recommend for someone to to be better with networking and connecting? Well, first of all, I love what you, I love what you just said right there where normal isn't gonna become normal anymore. And you know, the three tips I would have is definitely just get out of your comfort zone. Mm. You, know, you are able to go outside, this is the perfect time now. And the easy way to, to start a conversation is like, how have you been doing since COVID hit? That's a very easy way to, to strike a conversation with, with one another. And then, you know, another tip is definitely just, like I said, just getting out of your comfort zone. And that means improving your health because, you know, health is wealth for sure. And then, um, you know, pick up, pick up a new task, pick up a hobby, you know, start a side hustle. Like Warren Buffett had this quote, I, I heard this quote from him, is that if you did not come out of this quarantine with a new side hustle started <laughs> or, you know, an improvement of yourself, then, you, then it was never the lack of time that was the issue, it was the lack of discipline. So from my understanding, what, when COVID hit and all, all of us had to stay inside, it really exposed two things. It exposed the, the weaknesses within our health, and it also exposed the weaknesses within the economy, the businesses, as well as personal um, discipline. Mm. Powerful. I mean, it's, it, it's so spot on because it's like, you have all this time we know time is our greatest investor. So we're, we're in a position where it's like, okay, you, you were used to going to work 50 hours a week. Now you're home trying to work remotely. You don't know what remotely means. And it, it, it's all new. And now I'm looking at it. So I could honestly share this story with you now. Prior to this, I was on the streets hustling, selling comedy tickets in the streets of New York City, Times Square. I was doing that off and on for seven years. So this honestly for me was a blessing in disguise it number one it got me off the streets i launched my uh, startup this podcast and this was something i was struggling with i was struggling with uh i would definitely say collaborating uh, collaborations and confidence in my consistency 
and learning how to build it up. So that's something I could share when you said something personal. That's one of my biggest takeaways because I got exposed. I'm not perfect at all. You seen like prior to this interview starting, I was just like, I'm like fumbling, I'm rambling, I'm rambling. But it's like, mistakes are okay. Failure is okay. It's okay to feel fearful. It's okay. But like, I just can't quit. I can't quit, man. I can't quit. So like, what is something that you learned from all of this? It, It could be personal, it could be business that you would like to share that changed your, maybe your outlook or your life or whatever. Okay, so when it comes, I'll, I'll give you both. You know, I'll go the business route first. Um, obviously, as we know now, trading our time for money is definitely, definitely not the answer. <laughs> well, Say it again. <laughs> Tell them again, please. Tell like them again. Trading, trading time. If you are trading time, trading hours to, for income, then you are already in a losing world and you're already, on, you're already lost because, you know, we have firsthand experience to what happens when people did trade their, their time for, for some income. And now we have to, re- now we have to um, you know, go to the government for, for stimulus checks and um, the, these, these handouts. So we're already on the losing side of that. That's my, first, that's my first thing that I've learned. And that's something that I've been growing as a business owner myself and something that I've been you know, showing other people as well. And then when it comes to personal, um, something that has helped me was keeping it raw. Like, you, like I love what you said about this interview over here that we're t- um, talking, it's gonna be, I want this to be more of a conversation. I like right. that a conversation right now. It's a real yeah, 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 yeah. that we're gonna post online. And if someone finds value from it, great. You know, if someone doesn't, well, you know, thanks for watching. That's how, that's how I'm looking at it. And that's how I, I, put, I put myself out there in terms of social media as well. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not on social media fronting. I'm not on social media just posting bougie selfies and bougie lifestyle. I'm posting raw content and I'm posting the real me. So that's, that's something that um, I've learned when it comes to, you know, staying inside, staying indoors, was keeping it real as well as looking for other ways to support yourself other than, you know, a job or um, just trading their hours for dollars. Mm. So keep like, keep, keeping it real, keeping it real. We're human beings, so we transform so much. We evolve every day. So we go through, like, say someone's going through something, right? But how, how do you know what real feels like? If, like, you've went through so much trauma and turbulence, right? You know, you lost your job, COVID-19. You know, you're, you're about to lose your home. I'm in the business of real estate. So I'm on the other side of this, and I'm calling people, yeah, your home's in pre-foreclosure. And it's like, I have to do this, though. So... What, what can you say to that? Like, how, how, can, you, how can you go back? By going back, you mean going, like, rebounding from all this? Yeah, like, just read. How do you reinvent yourself? Where do you go from here? I would say start with personal development. You know, with all this downtime we have now, um, this, was something, this is something Jim Rohn said. You know, income does not far exceed personal development. <laughs> you dropping some gems, boy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, yo, that is it's spot on. It's spot on. It's spot like, on. And then also your hobby. Um at, the, at during these times, I would I would suggest picking up a side hustle, working on that stuff. So because this is gonna happen again. You know, this happened in 2008, this happened to 2020. Who knows when the next one will hit? 
Right. Justin will be start this now. Use this downtime to one get a job to support yourself. Obviously, that's the first step, right? Have some income flowing in so that you can take care of yourself and your loved ones. And the second thing is now take your life more seriously and take your life into your own take your life into your own hands and start something where you will not let this happen again. Right. That's something this this should be an emotional impact to, to a lot of people who are like, yo, I lost my job. My family is now depending on me. Where can I go from here? Right. So my suggestion would be get a job for, for one and then, you know, work on yourself for sure. Personally develop. Emotional impact. I instantly thought of this book, Emotional Intelligence. Emotional impact, man. Can, can you can you can you touch on emotional impact? Can you touch on moments where emotional impact has impacted your, your, your life in a, in a positive way or just an impactful way? This is something I learned from, you know, my mentor. He said emotional, there, there are two ways to change the paradigm. You know, one is the emotional impact and usually the case is going to be negative. To be honest, 9-11 was an emotional impact, right? COVID-19 is an emotional impact. So and for me personally, my personal story was when I went to the doctor's office, I was 236 pounds, a sophomore in high school. I was oblivious to where my health and my life was taking me. And it wasn't until the doctor would, you know, pulled me aside like, yo, you know, you're too young and you have this, this bad of a health. We got to do something. And that, that emotion hit me. Like, it wasn't my family telling me I was, you know, quote unquote fat. It was the doctor being like, yo, this is some real stuff. And it hit me inside where it transfer and it made me emotionally attached it made me get emotionally attached to my health and improving my health you know so i believe that covid19 it, it has played an emotional impact for a lot of people where they realized and they became more aware that you know they need to make a change in order to you know prosper and live a more fulfilled life moving forward from this I love hearing stuff like that, man. I was a personal trainer for seven years. So here, just, just hearing what sparked that fitness journey for you. Oh man, that that's incredible. How, so tell me, tell, let's touch on that. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, your fitness journey, your health and fitness journey. Yeah. So like I mentioned, um, I started working out in sophomore year of high school, which was like 2013, 2014. And honestly, you know, I've had workout partners. I started with a workout partner, right? We were grinding into the end of high school. And then I lost, I went from 236 to like 220. Cool. And then from 220, freshman 15 happened. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, that, that, ain't, that ain't a joke when um, you suddenly have a lot of free time uh, and in, income coming in from parents or support from school for food. And now you're left on your own and have to be held, and have to be held accountable. So when that happened, I was like, oh, shoot, I need to make a change again. So that's when I signed up for a commercial gym. I realized that I, I don't know how to work out. You know, all I did was work, watch YouTube videos. All I did was, you know, just try things that the other people in, in the gym were doing. So then I found, I seeked out a coach. Okay. I seeked out a coach. He was not a personal trainer. He was a coach. And I just joined a group class. It was more of a weightlifting strength building class, but I was using it to build my strength and build my confidence by losing the weight with it and becoming a better and stronger self. Then after I left that class, because due to um, 
due to the, the realization that I didn't know where I want to take my health, I had to just take a step back from taking those classes. And I looked at myself and I, and I, I was proud of my, what I accomplished. But, but then again, I was like, I can't, I can't do anything by myself. You know, I was held accountable. So that's when I took a step further and found a personal trainer. Now, when I joined this personal training gym, it was a bougie gym, okay? It's not like a LA fitness or it's not like a YMCA personal trainer where you had to you know, squeeze into using the machines. No, they have separate rooms for different clients. Like, so you have a whole decked out entire area just for you and the client and the trainer, right? So I joined that gym. I did it for like a year. I want to say a year and a half or so, um, maybe a little less. And that's, that, that's when I found the most um, transformation. You know, I went from two, I want to say two, either 215 or 210, all the way down to like 195. You know, and I, I, I looked good. It was all good. But, you know, Yahavi, you, you, you can probably attest to this. You know, what, what I realized during this whole journey, that I cannot hold myself accountable. I couldn't. Because after leaving the personal trainer, I went back to my old habits again. Mm. And I did not have the self-discipline to stay in shape, you know? I always had to be held accountable. So now, in, in this stage of my health journey specifically, I'm working on um, being more accountable to myself and staying disciplined so that I do not need to depend on someone else for my, for my physical health. That's powerful. Absolutely, man. I think that's it, man. The last part is what kind of caught me the most. You have to hold yourself accountable and not put that on another human being because it's your health. It's your life. But another thing, just to like go back a little bit that kind of like sparked it for you that I caught on instantly. And I kind of see where, why networking is extremely important. You found community in fitness and you find community in networking. So like talk to us a little bit about just community because it, it, it's just clear that community for you has been the most influential, which is fitness and networking. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm be honest here. This interview or this conversation is scaring the hell out of me. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's you feel, are you, are you nervous? It's not nervous. It's like it's out of my comfort zone. That's great. Yo, I, Oh man. I, I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm so glad you said that, and I'm glad that you feel that way because that's when the real change occurs. And that's, I do, I don't want, I don't wanna say I don't wanna do this, but for me to do an interview on a Saturday at 6 p.m., on a, like a Saturday, it speaks, I just released my book yesterday. I don't have, I want to do this. I like, I have, like, I, there, there's something that's telling me if I quit now, I'll never get there. I got, I have to break through, I have to. I get uncomfortable too, but this is like, this is so good. And I'm so glad that you said that because it just, vulnerability is a strength. I hear Gary Vee say all the time, but vulnerability is such a strength, man. That's powerful. So talk to me, um, talk to me about fear. Talk to me about fear. I need, I need to know your perspective on fear. What does fear mean to you? Yeah, fear is just fear is just an illusion. It, it stands for false expectations appearing real. You know, basically, when you feel that when you feel that fear coming out, like let's say me, I'm I'm a truly I'm truly an introvert. I would rather put this camera down, 
put a, put that TV on right now and just chill for the rest of the night. But <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's overcoming that. Um, it's like, yo, on the other side of the discomfort, on the other side of this comfort zone is growth. You know? So what I say is like fear, um, basically it's, it's your self like it's your insecurity that's in the way and your self image of yourself is holding you back from uh, pursuing what you really want. Now we can go into the whole topic on self, like self image. Cause I believe that self image is the, is the bottom line issue for everybody and where they want to go. Mm. T touch on that. Don't, don't bring it up and don't say nothing. Why well, we got to know about self image, please go on. Yeah. Because when, what I've learned is that we don't attract what we want, mm. you know, for attraction fans, we don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. Mm. So a lot of people, a lot of people have their wants, you know, I want a Lamborghini. I want a house. I want this, but they don't become the person to, to obtain it. Right. Because if you look at the successful, you know, quote unquote, successful people in life, or at least financially successful, they're, they didn't go, they didn't get there by accident. They had to become someone who they, who they, who they, who they the, the, sorry, they had to become someone who they, the, who they developed. Oh my God. Who they developed. You're good. So got it there. Um, in order, to, in order to attain those things. And let me touch on this, right? In order to improve your self image, I would say setting goals is definitely helpful because goals are not for you to get. Okay. Goals are you for goals are for growth. Okay. So that's the one misconception on, um, what I feel like self when it comes to self image, when it comes to setting goals, like I, attaining the Lamborghini is going to be a byproduct of the goal set for yourself. It's about who, who you're becoming to, to get that, whatever you want. Powerful. I think self image, I think the universe was using me writing a book to heal me. So as I'm writing this book, I've been writing this book for the last two years and I started writing on my way to a job down when I, while I was working for my older brother at the time. But self-image, I, I was really battling something towards the end of releasing the book because I had this expectation in my head and it doesn't need to be that. It, like there's no rule to how many pages a book should be. And I was beating myself up for weeks and I started to lose weight and I'm, and I'm putting way too much pressure on myself because of self-image. So the fact that you said that means I need to just went through this dealing with dealing with the, the the stress that i was putting on myself i'm like why am i doing this to myself i'm beating myself up i'm trying to live up to an expectation that only i'm creating no one's expecting all of this for me i'm expecting all of this for me and it's hurting me more than it's helping me no, so when you like okay. it, it it that one hit home man because I've realized that I was the reason why I wasn't prospering. No, for sure. And that kind of goes hand in hand on trying to make things perfect, right? This is your first, I'm, I'm assuming this is your first book? First one. First, first one. So you want to make it good, right? You want to make it, you know, you want to make it your best so far. Yep. That, with that issue comes with you trying to make it perfect, right? And uh, I want to introduce this new term that I heard from um, Dan Locke. He said, don't strive for perfection. Don't, yeah, don't strive for progress. 
perfection, but strive for progression, right? This book is going to unlock so many things for you to, to write another book. It unlocked a new, it unlocked a new you, a new character where you're like, oh shoot, I unlocked this door. Now I'm becoming someone. And all you did was step through the door, and now you unlock a whole new amount of knowledge. Your whole character. It, it it's so fun. It's crazy that you say that because that's exactly how it feels. I like I. My only regret was not believing in myself sooner. I'm so mad. I'm so like I am so mad, but like I can't feel that way because if it was meant to be, it was meant to be, and I'm exactly where I need to be right now. But what you just said was so spot on, and it, it's just so it's so true. Uh, this was something that I was experiencing. I'm sure you could definitely touch on this, but you know, getting over the hump of setting a ridiculous goal. Can you, can you touch on that as far as this? You know, you, you spoke on it a little bit as far as just setting goals, but can you touch on, you know, the, the after feeling a little bit more in depth from your personal experience of accomplishing goals? Yeah. So from this, the business sense. Yeah, this is something I heard from um, Bob Proctor, you know, and he said that goals should excite you and scare you at the same time, you know? And he, he has a whole thing about ABC goals and uh, how you should be striving for the one that really scares you and push you, pushes you out. Because like I mentioned before, goals are, you, goals are for you to grow, right? So when, think about this. You said, a, like, if I want to run a marathon, okay, 26.2 miles, I believe. So for me, running, I hate running. Right. Right? So I set that target. I set that goal. I want to run a marathon. So I train and train. And I, after, I, after I run the marathon, I didn't set a time, a time limit. I just want to finish it. It's the end process. is like, what did I leave on the table that, that will hit you? Mm. Is what, I, what did I leave in, on the table to begin with, right? And what would happen if I didn't run the marathon? What if I just stayed safe? So we can either feel the, the, the emotion of regret or set it, or fulfillment. In, in my in my opinion, when it comes to goals, I think it's powerful, man. It's either regret or reward. I I I can't I can't live I can't live with the idea of not trying. I I can't live like that, man. I can honestly share I can honestly share uh, so many stories. I could I love to share my failures. Um, I did a bodybuilding show. And, uh, oh, man, <laughs> terrible. Number one, it was only three dudes, and I came third, last. And I was deconditioned, and I, and I lost because I beat myself. I didn't diet down. I didn't do my cardio. I wasn't training as I should. I wasn't serious. And I beat myself. I beat myself. And there were people that I knew there. 